due to some strong subject matter including animal abuse, attempted murder, and suicide. Listener discretion for the following episode is strongly advised. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? (laughs) What is going on? Episode 121, submission 1241. Tiger King. Tiger King released all seven episodes on Netflix on March 20th, 2020, with a special eighth episode recap dropping on April 12th, 2020. And of course, the series ran for a total, as I mentioned, of seven episodes. and Tiger King. Yep. Tiger King. The train wreck of the year. Oh, but yes. Let's see. We had Murder, Mayhem, Giant Animals, Florida Man, uh, Hippies, People with Something to Prove, Personality Cults, and we also mentioned Murder, and it's all true. It's all true, baby. This all actually happened. So, okay. Guys, back in the 2016, during the 2016 presidential election, I remember when I was watching last week tonight with John Oliver about the third party candidates in the presidential election. And John Oliver introduced the world to this man from Oklahoma named Joe Exotic. And, well, we're going to play the clip from that. And then there's independent writing candidate Joe Exotic, who claims to run the world's largest private zoo for tigers and produces incredible campaign videos. First thing is, I am not cutting my hair. I'm not changing the way I dress. I refuse to wear a suit. I am gay. I've had two boyfriends most of my life. I'm broke as shit. 
I have a judgment against me from some bitch down there in Florida, and this is all paid for by the committee of Joe Exotic Speaks for America. Wow. Just wow. Joe Exotic is truly the candidate you'd want to sit down and have a beer with, then another beer, and then several more beers until you're drunk enough to try meth for the first time. The point is, Joe Exotic, make America exotic again. So that happened, and everyone was like, wow, this Joe Exotic guy sounds like the most incredible person ever. And then I, then I just forgot about him after 2016. I was like... Yeah, we were living in a hellscape. From yeah, we, were, I, we had no time for Joe Exotic. No. So, so then one day, I see this pop up on Netflix about Tiger King. And I see Joe Exotic. And my and I just perked up like, oh my god, it's that guy from John Oliver. <laughs> and it's like I have to watch this. And uh, you and everybody in America ultimately did, except yeah. for Mike. Except for Mike, because he, because Mike has standards. Mike has standards. So yeah. And also, I don't have Netflix, even though a certain ex girlfriend did get me a uh, Netflix. I don't know if it's even a membership. I think it's just like $50 credit towards Netflix. Well, okay. It's well, well, let's explain to Mike what's going on here with this guy. Cause there's a lot to take in and you need some background story. Well, hold up for a second. First off timeout. You have a Netflix gift card and you didn't even use it for this episode. I didn't want to commit to uh, anything greater. I didn't want, you know, after the $50 runs out, oh, we're going to take fourteen ninety nine out of your account uh, every month for something that I'm not even going to use. How hard is it to just go to PayPal and cancel your subscription? Okay. Oh. Don't, uh, all right. Let, let's not even go there. But girls! Also, I, girls! Okay. Thank you, uh, uh, Mrs. Garrett. But uh, l- let me just add... I don't, it's not like I know nothing about Tiger King. I've seen stuff about it on other TV networks. Fox did an hour long uh, expose or or look into the the, the Tiger King fascination and the whole story. And I've seen different TV shows coverage of it. So it's not like I'm a total, it's not like I'm totally ignorant to what Tiger King is all about. It's just, I'm not, you know, a, a Netflix subscriber. Okay. Okay. I just resubscribed because I canceled it after they canceled the glow. So. Yeah, I am still waiting on the next seasons of Stranger Things, Castlevania, Flora's Lava, and uh, other shows. Oh, yeah. Flora's uh, Lava is a future installment. Yeah. It's a pretty good one, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. A little background story in case you've been living in Iraq for the last nine months. In Wynwood, Oklahoma, we have the GW Zoo and its proprietor, a man by the name of Joe Exotic. You, you remember the uh, the uh, last week tonight clip we just played? That's all you need to know about him. Yeah. But also, he runs this, this zoo, which is filled with wild animals all over the place mm-hmm. especially tigers oh yeah he loves tigers oh 
course. He's like, he loves tigers more than Siegfried and Roy love tigers. Yeah, and look how well that turned out. Yeah, rest in peace, Roy. Okay, well, he started up the GW Zoo, or as it's known, the Greater Wynwood Exotic Animal Park in 1999, and it's and it has like 200 big cats and other exotic animals. And uh, taking care of all of these are a uh, a group of eccentrics, basically. Oh yeah, you got a crew of misfits right here that Joey. A motley has. crew, if you will. There's Eric, John, aka Rink, Kelsey, aka Seth, and uh, other other people in the cast, and they and they all have something in common. Two things in common. They came to GW Zoo in need of a place to belong, and they love big cats. But they're, they have nothing on the proprietor of the GW Zoo, one Joe Exotic. I mean, seriously. I mean, if you watch the if you watch the show, I mean, it is he's enamored with these things. Yeah. Just absolutely enamored. I mean, you ever you ever see a guy hold a, a little wild cat cub in his hands? Oh yeah, hold the and that and that is just and he just smolders for the camera and it's just the cutest slash sexiest slash creepiest thing. Oh yes, that's basically Joe Exotic. That is basically Joe Exotic. It's like he loves cats. He loves his staff. He loves his zoo. He loves life. If there is one thing that he did not love. Oh, yeah, the biggest... We talk about how Charles Logan is the biggest villain in the history of television. This person might be the second biggest villain in the history of television. Four, four words. That bitch, Carol Baskin. Oh, yeah. The second yep. biggest villain in the history of television behind Charles Logan, Carol Baskin. Yeah, Carol Baskin, of course, a rival zoo proprietor, and an animal rights activist slash hippie slash possible black widow. Yeah, when this starts out, you're under the impression that this woman is going to be the protagonist in the story. When this no, no, this does not. No, she is not. Nobody is the protagonist in this. What's there are no clean hands. There are no Tiger King. There is no hero in this story. Not even Joel McHale, who hosts the after show in episode eight, comes close. He comes close. He's the closest to a hero in this story. And that, but basically, ninety nine percent of the people on this show are horrible people. They are horrible people. But yeah, you have on one hand you have Joe Exotic in Oklahoma, then you have Carol Baskin in Florida. They're trading videos and threatening letters and whatever and what have you with each other. And yeah. Carol wants everybody on her side to refuse because Joe Exotic, aside from having this uh, zoo, he also has a big cat traveling show. Carol Baskin does not want any of that. No, she doesn't want any of that. She wants all these she just wants all the cats for herself. Mm-hmm. Unless do you think that it was just about these two? Oh no. They, yeah, there's another guy in this, right? There is a, there is another guy in this. There uh, is a 
There is a third big cat owner. Oh, my God. This guy is amazing. Doc Antle. Oh, Doc Antle. Owner of a private zoo in Myrtle Beach. Oh, and you know what he, you know, I, it's, it's so sad that this guy's no longer with us. Because when I first saw this guy in episode one, I'm like, oh, my God, if they ever made a movie about this guy, he would have been perfect to play him. Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready for this. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I totally see that. I totally yes. see that. You look at Doc Antle, tell me that's not Philip Seymour Hoffman. That is, that. yep, that is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Although he'd have to be a little bit wilier than the Philip Seymour Hoffman we see in the Hunger Games trilogy, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> when we first see him, he's like riding on an elephant. Because they have like this whole, they have this like they have like this whole show for the people, and like you see him on this elephant, you're like, holy shit, there's this guy riding an elephant. So there's a guy riding an elephant, and uh, just when you think this, just when you think this is gonna get crazier, it does. Oh yeah, because at the end of episode one, we have a flash forward to a phone call from the Grady County Jail. From Joe Exotic saying, before this is over, I will shut everybody down. Yep. So we're basically into this whole, if you've ever seen Westworld season one, it's basically the good guys, the bad guys, and Ford. This is the bad guys, the even worse guys, and Joe Exotic. Yeah. So episode two starts with a nine one run call as Sap from episode one stuck her arm through a hole in the fence as a tiger attacked her. Ow. So, so she had the choice of two years of reconstructive surgery or to amputate the arm. So she gets the arm amputated and five days later, she's back to work at the zoo. Back to work. Ah. <laughs> uh. Now, wait a second. Whoa. Speaking as somebody who went through, well, something similar, she was back at work five days later? Yeah, she, she was, was back, back to-, to work five days later. Yeah, she's a, she's like, she's very committed to her job. Okay. Yikes. I mean, uh, the, 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 the stitches or sutures she had probably w- would have taken six weeks to heal or so. See, I, I mean, that's making me like feel all creepy inside. N- not because I, it took me so long to recover from my amputation. Oh, and by the way, that is what happened. Uh, I, I had an amputation, but um, she had to be in so much pain. I mean, I'm, I'm sure arm is a little less painful than than having uh, yeah half your shin gone, but still. No, after five days, I'm taking painkillers. I'm like, like, nobody's touching or even dealing with uh, where where the amputation happened. That that's crazy. I mean, I mean, that's all that is is crazy. She says our mission is to give these animals a fighting chance. If I stay in the hospital, the media wins. Well. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense as to why she came back five days later. And then we're going from zoo to zoo, talking about all of the different sort of dynamics. We start with, of course, Joe Exotic at the GW Zoo, breeding tigers and selling them across 38 
states, by the way, check the laws in your local area to see if you can indeed own exotic wildlife. Even if it is legal, it's probably shady as hell. So, Yeah, yeah I don't think in New York State, especially near New York City. Oh, look. Oh, oh, look. Oh. Greg, tell me you're tell me you're getting a snappy of this. Oh, hold on a second. That's going on our Instagram, by the way. Okay. Yeah. That's going on our Instagram. Let me stop share. Hold on a second. I could just use my phone if I. Oh, I could use my phone if I have to. Oh. It's it'll look. It'll, it'll look. It'll look greedy as hell, but there you. Go. Oh it, my! It, oh my God! It, it's TC and me and the original TC Tony Curtis. Hey, Mike, do the uh, do, do the Tony Curtis impression while holding the cat. Okay, hold on a second. Let me put the glasses on the cat. <laughs> I'm Tony Curtis. And of course, I gotta put it in the chat. Hang on a second. Tony Curtis, and this is my pussy cat. <laughs> Tony Curtis. Look at the camera and show, T- show Chica how pissed you are at the joke he just made. Look at those eyes. Look at those eyes. Yeah, she's not too happy with you. Oh, that that is that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's going on the Instagram. A little uh, a hint as to one of the shows we're covering. And also, oh wait, there's a drug kingpin too. As if this show hasn't gotten even more better, it gets okay. even more greater because we have. <laughs> A former drug kingpin turned big cat owner. Mary, oh, I'm gonna butcher this last name. Mario Tabrawe. Mario Tabrawe, yes. He That's as a, close as we're gonna get, by the way. Yeah, he is a South Florida drug kingpin turned big cat owner. He has a private collection of big cats. He keeps them at the ZWF Zoo, which is not open to the public. Hey, do you know who else lives in Florida and probably hates Mario's guts? Who? That bitch, Carol Baskin. Oh, that's right. That that, that loser, Carol Baskin. Oh, I can't stand her. I hate her as much as I hate the people at the Royal Pacific Hotel. Oh, 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 oh. We're not even going to get into that again. Oh, no. I'm, I'm still seething. I'm seething. That's... Okay, let's go up I-95 to Myrtle Beach Safari. And Doc Antle... Is um well, all I can say is oh yeah, he has a lot of ladies. Oh yeah. By the way, he, he one of his ladies worked for Doc for almost eight years and joined the cohesive family unit, hoping it would be a fun experience where she practiced yoga and trained animals. Hey, this is probably the genesis of goat yoga. Now that I think about it, yeah. She works for over 12 hours a day and for only $100 a week. They were given a place to stay, but it was a roach infested and small. But she didn't necessarily call it a cult, but she also didn't call it one. Yeah, well, she she didn't call it one, but she didn't not call it one. And I'm thinking to myself, knowing what I know of cult episodes of television series, wasn't the one thing they do is uh, give you the one thing they do is give you this cold, dark room and beat and beat you down and oh yeah, whatever and whatever and what have you. Yeah, 
So yeah, not exactly a cult, but it kind of is sort of a cult. If he's got all these women. Well, Joe Exotic calls it a cult. No, seriously. He says, Doc has his little cult and I have mine. And then we're introduced to, oh, yeah, this is this is amazing. He's married to two men at the same time. Ew. Yeah. I mean... I, I I I have nothing I have nothing but love for all for the uh for the LG- LGBTQ community. You know this, I have nothing but love, but still that's sorta of twisted. That's sort of weird, especially in Oklahoma. Yeah. Not okay. so much married to a man. I could totally get down with that. But two men at the same time. That's odd. And the best part is when they have like the ceremony for the the threesome ceremony. There's a like this mock newspaper headline with the three of them. It says Three Wing Circus. That's even odder. That's even but that's hilarious. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, it is hilarious. But the living conditions at the GW Zoo are bad. All the employees live in one of the four mobile homes on the property, and the nice one doesn't even have air conditioning. Or an oven. So how do they eat? There's a big freezer truck that brings expired meats for the cats. And they get their pick on whatever's in the truck. So they're basically eating expired food, I think. I'm surprised nobody gets sick. Oh, and what's going on at Big Cat Rescue? Uh, you're not. Oh. She has hundreds of volunteers working full-time for her. Some working 12 hours a day. But they're not getting paid any of the work they're yeah, doing. Yeah, I mean, give Doc and Joe Exotic the benefit of the doubt. They are paying. They are paying work. these people. They are treating for as bad as the conditions are. They're at least paying them. This Carol Baskin, she's not even paying them. Oh, and by the way, and while they're working, she is filming music videos with her cats. And... By the way, Joe also films music videos. Yes. His cats. And these are amazing. He's got like the, he's, Joe is selling the music videos in his store at the zoo. And oh, the music is incredible. He's clearly not even singing in this. Oh, of course not. He is not. Although, although he does have two albums. He does have two albums. But oh. Oh, my That's favorite. Just... I love it. Tell the hunters to lay down their guns. Tell them that the tiger needs a little bit of love. Let them burn the jungle. Let them roam their lane. And stare back in Bovo. What a beautiful head. I saw Tiger, now I understand. I saw Tiger, and the Tiger Soul Man. And by the way, there is a great parody of the music video of that song done by Gritty, which is in the background of my Zoom, with Gritty holding a cat. (laughs) You don't look like Mike Klaus to me? No. Okay. Okay, oh, and oh, so, but let's go back to Mario's zoo. Yeah, let's go back to the drug kingpin's yeah. zoo. Yeah, remember, he is a former drug king. 
He did his time. He did his bid. He served his, he served his debt to society. He's like, okay, I've I'm running, running all the drugs around. Okay, I'm done with that life. Now I'm gonna go into a I'm gonna I'm gonna be a productive member of the society. I'm gonna raise tigers. Yeah. And the one thing and and we are introduced to the sort of main sort of the main gist of this series. Oh yes. With this one exchange. Oh yeah. She thinks she's a Cleopatra of big cats. And to tell you the truth, she's not that good. And anytime anybody attacks her, she goes after them with her millions. She inherited it from her husband that's dead and missing for years. Wait, wait, wait. How does someone's husband just go missing? Like yeah. they just go missing? Vanished. Carol Baskin's full of shit, in my opinion. She's got a missing husband that's supposedly buried in her property. And that's a real true story. Her husband disappeared. The lady who runs Big Cat Rescue, who seems, in my opinion, to be completely out of her gourd and seems, in my opinion, to have killed her own husband, potentially. Carol Baskin's third husband. And they can't find his body. Okay, we believe that she fed him to the tigers. It just makes for wonderful sales of newspapers, I'm sure, for them to speculate that I fed him to the tigers, which is crazy. And Mike says his children from a previous marriage and former secretary have been quoted as saying that they believe Carol fed him to a tiger. The rumor is that she may have killed her husband and fed her to one of the tigers. Oh yeah. Alleg- allegedly. Remember, we have to be on the up and up. Allegedly. Yeah, we can't spread libel, but let's be honest. She probably killed her husband. So let's do a quick reset here. We have four zoos that may or may not be cults. All of them have big cats. All of them are on are are run by complete whack jobs. And one of them may have killed her husband, allegedly. Yeah. And that leads us to... Episode... Episode three. Episode three. The Secret. Now, we've, we've had that bombshell in episode two. Now we're going in episode three, like, wait it's, a second. It's, it's, wait, are we putting together a puzzle now? Yeah, we're are putting we, together playing, our puzzle. Does this, just become, does this just turn from Discovery Channel to Investigation Discovery? Oh, yeah, it did. Okay. okay, let's go back. Now, in order to tell the Carol Baskin bit, we have to go back a bit. Yeah, let's go all the way back to 1981. Yes, Mike was six years old, I was 12 months old, and Greg was just a glitter in his father's pants. But Carol Baskin was 21, and Jack Don Lewis was 42. They were both married to other people, her first husband got into a fight and decided to go for a walk, meet it, meeting Don, Jack Don Lewis. For the first time, as they just talked. The second time, they just talked. Third time, she got a, a gun. By the way, don't accept a gun from a stranger. That's just good life advice. So it ultimately became like this whole Brady Bunch sort of situation. Don has two kids. Carol has a daughter, and I. And do they move in with each other? But anyone. Anyway, but anyway, they ultimately decide 
Let's get married. But let's get this out of the way. You know who Don's two kids absolutely cannot stand? Oh, who can't they stand, Chico? That bitch, Carol Baskin. Oh, of course. It's Carol Baskin. So now Don and Carol are working on building this big cat sanctuary. We have Carol's love for cats and Don's money. Like, a lot of money. He won't tell you how he gets his money. He won't tell you how much money he has. But let's just say he can buy and sell us all for free. And he had enough money to go to Costa Rica to collect cats. Yep. Went to Costa Rica. Got He's cats. got that crazy Don Lewis money. So uh, his executive assistant knows all about him. Trusted her with everything. So when he handed her an envelope with a restraining order claiming that Carol threatened to kill him twice, she knew something was wrong. But the court said in 1997 that there was no real threat. So in August of 97, Don was leaving very early for a trip to Costa Rica, according to Carol Baskin. And he needed Anne to help send some things to Costa Rica before the trip. And she tried getting a hold of him all weekend. And he did not respond. And then on August 19th, he was officially reported missing to the police. Now, here's where it gets crazy, folks. According to multiple sources, Don was planning on divorcing Carol the morning he left while he was moving everything to Costa Rica. Is that a thing? If you divorce somebody, you go to Costa Rica right afterwards. I don't know if you would go to Costa Rica, but Don had Costa Rica money. And if they divorced, he would keep that Costa Rica money and he would get her cats. Yeah, Carol would have nothing. No car, no house, no cats, not a single luxury. And yet, police looked on the entire lot and didn't find anything. Yeah. So now we're wondering, well, okay, what happened to Don? Hmm. Did he, what? what happened to Don? Did he, did he fall into the Springfield mystery spot with Ozzie Smith? Did, did his plane run out of gas? Did he run into Amelia Earhart? Who knows? But okay, Carol has a theory, okay, as to why he disappeared. Are you ready for this, Chico? I'm ready for this, Greg. So apparently she said her husband was in multiple plane crashes and never was the same after the last one. He could remember things from childhood, but not from five minutes ago. Okay. Shocker. Unless this person, unless her husband was Harrison Ford, nobody believes her. No. Because get it, Harrison Ford has had multiple plane crashes, folks. And has walked away from each one of them. And he, and he remember, and he's like, get off my crash plane, okay? Because he's Harrison freaking Ford. And I guarantee you, he doesn't forget anything. Okay. So, now, now this is, now this is the part that, we call the hook. This is the whole story in a nutshell. Joe Exotic thinks she fed her husband to tigers. That's right. Or or the less glamorous alternative theory his body's in a septic tank or something. Oh yeah. And not only that, 
But Joe Exotic, he wrote an entire song about this, and he had a music video about this. Oh, God, you're going to play the music video. Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to play the music video. Why did I even ask? Here we go. Oh, my God. I don't know who, who they got to play this this uh, obvious body double, but my God. Yeah, it is such a dead rigger for Carol Baskin. She was a rich woman. She had rich taste. She felt the blood running through Bane. her veins. Oh, look at that. She's just, she's just on that car like, oh, she's just stroking she it. the life she had. She loved her big Oh, that show exotic is so, so high and mighty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's got... Look at that evil woman. She's got her money. Oh, and she's she's up in that convertible, loving it. Oh yeah. By the way, the name of the song is "Here, Kitty, Kitty." Oh, that's so clever. Look at that! Oh, 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 what is all? Oh, what is all this now? She's oh, taking she... a CPR mannequin's head, covering it in what looks to be pastrami, and feeding the pastrami to the tiger. That's not symbolic at all, is it? That head looks like it's JFK's head. It do- oh my god, it does! It's it totally does! It's totally JFK's head. I could, I could. Oh my! So oh God, there was a but joke. I'm not going to. Uh, I, I, I can't. I just can't. I mean, I want to, but I can't. And look at that. She's maniacally laughing. Oh my! Oh. And look at the tiger's like, ugh. Oh yeah, thank you, Carol. Yeah, this and this goes on for like two or three minutes. This goes on for two minutes, and the tiger's like, oh, thank you, Carol Baskin. That's some good dead husband. Oh my goodness gracious! Oh, just hanging that meat for that tiger. Like, there you go. <laughs> so if hey, I'm not finished with that. Oh, and the, oh, oh, oh! Is that a hand? Yeah, it's a hand. It's a big 40 acres, and if you're not careful, you'll be gone in the beginning of a night. And look at that. Joe just snapped his fingers, and now he's gone. And now he's back! Through the magic of editing. Yeah. But you can't prosecute. It's just no use in Nedton Tiger. Uh, oh my God! Is that is, is he is he carrying a turd with him now? I don't know. Yukiri, look at that. Carol's just maniacally laughing. Oh my God! If this doesn't cement that Carol Baskin is the most evil woman on the planet. Oh my god. This is the entire video. This is the entire video. 
it's just, it's just laughing. It's like 30, 30 seconds of sitting in a convertible, and, and just, then four, and then four minutes of her feeding dead husband to a tiger. Oh yeah, this is just great. Say what you will about Joe Exotic, but damn, does he does he deliver on his music? Granted, it's lip synced as hell, and he's not really singing, but he makes it a grand production for the low budget he has. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, and that and that is so that. That was a thing. It was. So, okay, Chico, how was Carol able to keep everything? How was Carol able to keep everything? Guess what? Anne was removed as power of attorney, and the new one gave Carol complete control over Don's estate. Ooh, holy. Yes, and so in his new will, the first sentence includes all the normal legal jargon, except, okay, the new will includes the phrase, upon my disappearance. That's shady as beep! Yeah, because, okay, who expects they're going to disappear one day? Uh, well, well, I don't know, I don't know if anybody expected it to do expected them to disappear, but five years later, he was declared legally dead. Five years and a day after. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you have to wait five years and a day. You have to wait. Yeah, because it, it just in Florida, it's like, okay, he might come back at five-year anniversary, but if it's the day after the five-year anniversary, okay, he's dead. It's ba- that, this, is, this is basically the uh, subject of a future installment, Baby, I'm Back. Uh, so Carol took with the ni- young Kim Fields, but that's another episode. Yeah, Carol took ninety percent of Don's fortune and gave his kids the rest, so long as they don't bring up his disappearance again. Remember, we can't talk about da- we can't talk about Daddy again. No. Okay. Well, there is no physical evidence that points to one person. Well, let's be honest; she probably killed him. Probably. Definitely. But let's go into episode four. Okay. All right. So, episode four. So, before Joe tried to run for president, he decided, you know what? I'm going to be a reality TV star. So, we're basically talking about a, a, a Florida man version of that guy? Yeah, that guy. We're probably we're not gonna say for another month. You you know what we're talking about. We're not gonna talk. We're not gonna talk about this. We are not going to talk about this. Yeah, we'll wait a month after January twentieth, and I'll be okay. Hey, January twentieth at twelve noon. Just saying. January twentieth, twelve noon. It'll all be over. Anyway, so so back to. Carol fucking Baskin. So, okay. After years of of trolling Joe through the malls across America, Carol and, oh yeah, her new husband's, and oh god, her her new husband. 
Oh my god. We're really I, we're really doing this, aren't we? Her, are we gonna talk about that stupid picture of, of her, when they got married? Mm, no, you know what? I don't want to even talk about that. I don't want to even look at it. I don't, I don't want, want to look at that picture. It's oh she he is the most subservient person to Carol Baskin. Oh god, he is just an absolute um he is a he is a doormat. You know what a doormat is? Yeah. That he's, guy. He's a toady. He is a complete toady for Carol Baskin. Joe decides as an F you to Carol Baskin, he decides to name his entertainment company. Are you ready for this? To promote his cup betting, are you ready? Big Cat Entertainment. Uh yeah. And and that is just a big smack of the face to Big Cat Rescue, which is of course Carol Baskins. Yeah. And even better, Joe went so far as to register the company with a Florida address and phone number so Carol's fans <laughs> would see whether so, oh. so he's basically trolling her at this he point. Is ba- yeah, he's basically trolling her. Just ridiculous. So, okay, here comes Howard to the rescue. Yep, it- Howard, Howard was able to sue Joe and bring him to court and thought they could get get some money off of him and get about, well, about that. That's just not going to end well. It's, it's not going to end well at all. Okay, so instead of just deciding, you know what, I'm going to play along here. No, Joe decides I'm gonna, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ruin Carol Baskin's life. Uh, yeah. Uh, for one thing, he stages animal abuse. By the way, you should never stage animal abuse. No, you shouldn't have. And also, he's dressed up like a rabbit. Uh, uh, wait, wait, what? Oh, you're looking at the screen sharing right now. I'm looking at the screen sharing. And it looks like he's... At least, why is he dressed up as a rabbit? Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, this is one of those things where maybe I shouldn't even ask because, again, Joe Exotic. So in retaliation for the rabbit expose, Carol Baskin went after Joe. Shortly before trial, a judge decided to issue a summary judgment dismissing Joe's countersuit awarding the Baskins $1 million. So Joe blames Carol Baskin for getting into the judge's ear without giving his day in court. Ugh. I don't get why this why that judge had to side with that evil Carol Baskin. Just, ugh. But as we said, all these people are horrible. They're all incredibly crazy. They're all incredibly crazy and nuts. And they, and as if Joe Million, as if Joe Exotic, who's, is this Joe Exotic or Joe Millionaire? I'm sorry, yeah. what? So Joe is buying four wheelers for, for his husbands. And oh, oh my God. He's got this reality TV show that he, he has in his garage. What's he doing filming a reality TV show in his garage? What's he doing? I know. And remember, he has that one producer. You remember that guy? 
who had the smoke, who was like smoking all those cigarettes. Yeah, and I I think the only thing I can think of what this is, is basically, it's like Jack Hanna on The Tonight Show, only with Florida Man. Oh yeah, it's basically a Florida Man with cats. It's like a horrible reality show talk show. Oh yeah. Yeah. So basically, Joe and Carol are basically having this sort of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and ultimately leads to Joe almost losing his zoo, almost losing his zoo, and uh, Rick Kirkman, a producer from L.A. notorious for battling a crack addiction. Yeah, this is the guy we talked about. Yeah, he has a crack addiction, folks. He brought Travis Maldonado into the fold, cast him to move out to Oklahoma and work at the zoo. Yeah. Now, none of this was, now this wasn't documented, but we here at the podcast have done copious amounts of research. Basically, what? Rick started calling Joe the Tiger King, and Joe used his newfound fame to uh, ratchet up his. Uh, sort of campaign against that bitch, Carol Baskin. So how is Carol taking all of this? Oh, uh, not well, probably. <laughs> nope. So while Rick is negotiating for a network to sell the reality show, which would have earned Joe enough money, oh, some random oh. freak fire oh, comes no. out in one of the buildings, and you're not going to believe this, Chico. All the footage Rick made got destroyed. It had burned so hot, there was nothing left. I dropped to my knees and I cried. I cried because all of our footage was in that studio. And I hadn't backed up anything outside the studio. An arsonist hit our facility and set fire to not only my recording studio, but the studio that houses our alligators which caused them all to burn up and perish, boiling alive in a, let's see, boiling alive in an inferno, a towering inferno, boiling alive in a towering inferno of nothing but flames and fire. For somebody to burn down an alligator house, they gotta be a pretty sick person because they burned up seven of my crocodilians. If you have a problem with me, take it up with me like a man. Don't burn live, innocent animals to get your fucking point across. We're not really liked by the animal world, you know, animal rights, people hate us. We get constant threats on the phone, emails, letters. We're offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and the conviction of either this suspect or the people that were involved. If it is tied to any animal rights organization, we are going to double that reward. Carol Baskin, crawl this fence and try and hurt any of my animals again. You can guarantee goddamn tea, I'm going to put a cap in your ass the first time to make you squirm around on the ground. And then I'm going to put a bullet right between your fucking eyes. Do, do you always make a backup? Why aren't you making a backup? Yeah, he didn't make a backup on this. How does that not happen? How do you not make a backup? Come on. Come on. Yeah. Okay. 
So the sheriff's department ruled this fire as arson, but you know, Joe blamed this on that bitch, Carol Baskin. Oh, you damn right. He was going to blame it on Carol Baskin. So they decided that, oh my God, Rick was conspiring with that bitch, Carol Baskin. I'm waiting for him to catch Carol Baskin in this because we got emails between her and my producer. She offered him $20,000. Wait, wait. She offered who $20,000? My producer. To do what? (laughs) To get all the footage and set fire to my studio. I had sent Rick Kirkham a Facebook message and I said, I think you probably don't know about the person that you're working for. Her intent was to warn him and we never made him any kind of offer or asked him for anything. I got him on videotape. I swear that's Rick Kirkman walking in front of the video that morning that it burnt down. I was like in shock. I was like, out of your fucking mind? It's like, that's my retirement that just burned, okay? I got everything invested in that project that no longer exists. As far as the footage, I don't know who's got it. I suspected Kirkman of taking all of his material. I was the one person Joe feared the most because I was shooting everything in his personal life and could take what I saw and witnessed and and harm him with it. And Carol admits she contacted Rick to warn him about how awful Joe Exotic is, but Rick knew his footage was worth far more than 20K and didn't respond. He knew that footage was worth $20,000, but he didn't decide, you know what, I'm going to back up this footage in case I lose it. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But Rick was convinced that Joe, anxious to avoid certain footage, Rick shot like of like zoo manager John Rinky performing vet work on tigers without a medical license from being aired. After an argument with Rick about Joe's rights to the footage, Joe threatened to find someone who needed 10 grand and suspiciously, the fire broke out. Now, Joe claimed he was in a funeral out of state, but oh, this was the beginning of the end for Joe as Rick oh, bailed boy. on him and Carol was looking to get get that sweet money. Yep, because, again, Carol beeping Baskin. So, okay. So, Joe, he's in trouble here. And, oh, uh, man. It's like, how is, how, how is Joe going to get himself out of this one, you wonder? Oh, but here we go. <laughs> Joe turns himself to a miracle investor by the name of Jeff Lowe. And who, who is, that guy be? Who that guy be? Well, he's a guy who runs a, who run, who runs around in a do-rag. <laughs> he... <laughs> And oh god, he's like, oh, he's like even more white trash than Joe Exotic. Oh god, if that's even possible. Jeff Lowe came onto the scene sometime in 2015. He just brought the persona that he was going to save the zoo, so we dubbed him the Godfather. He says he's rich. He's all about money. It's money, 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 money. My introduction to Jeff Lowe was, "Hey, Saf, this is our new investor." He came to the zoo. Talk with Joe mostly. He would need someplace to put 14 of his own cats. My grandfather owned, it was called Robin's Brothers Circus. He became the largest menagerie of animals on earth with almost 100 elephants. I mean, this guy was, he had a ton of animals. 
And my first cats that I got were probably at 16 or 17 years old. Mountain lions and one tiger. What can I get you? What can I serve you? Jeff was a businessman for sure. You could tell he's been through the business world a few times. He flashes a Ferrari around. Rumors has it he has a jet. He would float back and forth from Vegas to Winniewood a lot. He liked the party life. He liked the scene, up all night, ecstasy, all that stuff. I mean, that was just their style. And that was a big attractive for him because he's a swinger. He, You know, him and Lauren swing. They like to have sex with other women at the same time. And they used the tigers to entice them in. So he took a few cubs out to Vegas. So those like bait to get girls? Oh yeah, it's good bait to get girls. Who doesn't want to play with a baby tiger? For, I guess, like a really beautiful woman to get her picture with a cute little dangerous animal, it's like, oh, she's got a little spunk in her too. Little pussy gets you a lot of pussy. There you go. Here's the thing. He has money. He has access. He's got money. Jeff wooed Joe with all expense paid trips to Vegas to stay in his mansion. He took him for rides in Ferraris and convinced him that his motivation was he need you know what Joe you need somewhere where you're gonna you're gonna store your cats. So, okay, Joe didn't know this at the time. So Jeff convinced Joe that the way to get Carol off his back was to sign the rights to the zoo to him. That way, Carol couldn't be able to sue it unless he got sued with a round of lawsuits from Carol Baskin. So Joe would continue to be the face of the, of the zoo. But Jeff, he was like, you know what? I think I want to be the Tiger King. I want to be the Tiger King. Screw Joe Exotic. I'm in this for myself. Uh, because everybody on this show is terrible. Everybody on this show is terrible. We have like a new villain in this show, and it's Jeff Lowe. Because he just wants all that sweet, sweet money for himself. Yep. Oh, my God. Okay, so we're on to episode five. Yeah. So, okay. Jeff Jeff owns the GW Zoo. And now he wants to push, nudge Joe out of the way. Like, nudge him out of the way. And one of the most significant changes in the zoo is a guy by the name of Alan Glover who was hired as a handyman for the zoo. Now, mm-hmm. just remember his name for later, Chico. Okay. We'll Alan Glover, remembering it for later. Okay. So, okay. Joe introduces another shady character to this mix, a man named James Gerritsen, who's a strip club owner and a big cat enthusiast who, inv- who invested fourteen grand to open up a pizza restaurant on the property. Now, Joe advertised this as the best pizza, but according, but his guests didn't know this. But he was using the expired meat from the Walmart program meant for the tiger. Uh, now, no, now, nobody knows this. Nobody knows this, Chico. Until March when Netflix dropped the series. Yeah. Okay, so here we go, folks. Now, Joe, this is where he begins his campaign for president, okay? About about the same time that okay, Joe is beginning his campaign for president. Yep. And having failed at that, he he 
runs for the slightly smaller office of governor of Oklahoma. Yep. So now with... we now we're introduced to his campaign manager. Oh boy. A guy named Joshua Dial. Now how did now how did he meet this Joshua Dial Dial character? He met him in the local Walmart gun section. And he was like, oh, this guy is so crazy. He wants to run for president. You know what? I should run his campaign. I have an interest in politics. I figured, okay, this is, I know this guy's crazy, but this could be my big break. Oh, boy. Meanwhile, Carol Baskin is trying to play her ultimate hand. Going to Washington. Okay, but meanwhile, tensions are beginning to floor at the zoo between Joe and Alan. So, okay, one day while the show was filming, one of the animals begins to sniff his Joe's shoes and then drags him into his lair. Now, Joe believes that there's a plot on his life when nobody, no witness tries to help him. No witness tries to help him? And so while Joe was trying to tighten his grasp on his husband's, Everything began to unravel because John, he left Joe for a receptionist after impregnating her. And Travis is. Yeah, he's battling drug addiction, which is bad. Yeah. And then it gets even worse. Uh, This is when this one shit gets real, folks. Oh, boy. In a shocking turn. Travis, by accident, kills himself in the zoo office while playing around with a, with a gun in front of Joshua Joe's campaign manager. I was sitting in a chair, you know, looking at him when he put the gun to his head. It's not like on the movies. I knew he was dead the second that he pulled the trigger, but at the same time, I didn't, you know. I thought it was a joke because, you know, Travis was a jokester. He was a prankster. He liked to play pranks on people. But when I showed up at the zoo that day to get some order going on, Joe's passed out on the front porch shaking. Uh, The ambulance is there taking care of Joe. The sheriff's department's got everything shut down. I mean, you had to come, climb, almost had to climb a fence to get in the place to, to find out what was going on. Garvin County officials are investigating the incident and say that... This fucking clown, I, I'm goddamn one of the best people. I've, I've known him for four years, man. Oh, joy, a joy. Absolute joy of life. Joe is now thanking the world for the support. I just kind of felt like I was attached by pain to Joe. Like we had a bond of pain and I couldn't leave him because of course I wanted to leave. You know, why do I want to come back to the office every day that, you know, a horrific accident happened? Um, but, you know, he, he really loved him. And uh, uh, I got to be real. I mean, they show they show the security cam footage of Joshua watching watching the accidental suicide and just the look on his face like on his face is like just like surprise and then turns into shock like oh my god i just saw a man kill himself wow 
Just wow. Yeah. So, okay. So the funeral's held for, for Travis. It becomes clear that obviously, yeah. So the funeral happens and it becomes obvious that Joe and his husbands were just using one another for drugs. Yeah. Yep. That's. And what's going on? Well, what's going on with Jeff? What is going on with Jeff? Jeff decides he's going to leave Joe to run the park and move to Las Vegas in order to ease tensions. But, uh, Jeff decides, you know what? We're going to have, we're going to, yo, Vegas, I'm in Vegas. It's a party town. What better than to put partying on a bus, but with wild animals? So he decides, you know what? I'm going to have a jungle bus. A jungle bus. A jungle bus. I'm looking at the jungle bus. It looks like an airport tram with a giant latex overlay on it. Yeah, it does. Look at A44 pet a cub. Just, uh, oh my God. And this is, and I know this is in Vegas because I can see the Aria and the Cosmopolitan in the background. Did you ever, when you and Mike were in Vegas, Chico, did you ever see an ad for the Jungle Bus? Yes, we did. You did. And little did you know, you could have been on the Jungle Bus. We could have been on the Jungle Bus. Hey, Mike, we could have been on the Jungle Bus. He's on the phone with somebody. Okay. Unaware that we're talking about the Jungle Bus. But he's going to look back on this as he edits this wondering, Oh, man. I wish I could have talked about that Jungle Bus ad. Oh, but instead of moving on for poor Joe, after yeah. Travis dies, he meets another guy named Dylan. And only two months after the funeral, he marries him. Aww. He even invites Travis's mom to the wedding. But she believes it was only for PR for social media. Yeah. So, okay, Joe's still pursuing his dreams of becoming governor. But, okay, Chico, you're not going to oh. believe this. Is it, is it about to get real again? Joe lost the election. Joe lost. He, is, he lost the election for governor of Oklahoma. Yeah. So now he doesn't have ownership of the zoo. So he has no zoo. He's not the governor. And what's worse, somebody's talking. Yeah, someone's talking to the FBI. And guess who's talking to the FBI? The new owner of the zoo. Jeff. Ooh. Episode six is going to be interesting. Okay. So episode six. Now we get, now we find out why Joe ended up in prison. Okay. So remember Alan Glover? I do remember Alan Glover. Okay. So here we go. Alan Glover was a former convicted felon who was brought in as a handyman for the zoo by Jeff Lowe. The two had a history together because Alan immediately got under Joe's skin as an employee. So that's why it seems implausible that Joe would hire Alan to Tampa to kill that that bitch kill Baskin. But that's exactly what happened, Chico. Yep. That's what happened. Okay, so we all know that Joe hates Carol Baskin so much. He hates that he bitch, hate- Carol Baskin. Oh, God. She's the worst. Okay, so after Travis's death, Joe, he's not in a good place. 
Nope. Uh, oh, oh my god! But uh, when you're in a bad place, you do some crazy things. Oh no! And then he has the idea. You know what? I hate Carol Baskin so much. I oh hate, no! I hate her. I she, hate that bitch. She Carol killed. Baskin. She killed her husband. Femmes and tigers. You know what? Yeah, it's time to kill that bitch. Okay. Um, uh, no, we, at this point, it's like, is he kidding? Is he joking? No! If He's you, not joking. You've seen the five episodes, you know that Joe Exotic is not. No, out. he's not joking. He's crazy! He's crazy. He's not messing around with anybody. Okay. So here we go. Alright. According to Jeff, it began when, when he discovered that Joe had been embezzling money from the zoo. So, okay. So at this point, Jeff owned the zoo. And of course, he's a man that Joe describes as a con man who just swooped in and stole the zoo. Yeah. But, but, but Joe gave him the zoo. He really did. Joe gave, Joe literally sides the zoo over to Jeff because Jeff had the money to uh, help Joe do whatever Joe was planning to do at the time. So, okay, why he why he partner with him if that Because is- he's crazy! Okay, so Joe decides he's going to leave the zoo he helped build. And he takes, he's like, you know what, fuck you, Jeff. I'm going to take some of my animals. Oh, yeah. I, take, I might take some of that bitch Carol Baskin's animals, too. I might go crazy. I don't know. So he takes the animals with him. He goes off the grid. And he's like, I don't want Jeff knowing he's coming for me. Okay, why- so we're back. So it looks like we're back on Alan Glover here. Yeah. So why would Joe hire him to kill that bitch, Carol Baskin? Exactly. So we have another major player in this episode, James Gerritsen. He had detailed talks with Jeff Lowe about not only that they should kill Carol Baskin, but how they should kill Carol Baskin. Yeah. James, there's something that nobody knows about James. Yeah, no one knows about this, but... Nobody he, knows about this? James is an informant for the FBI people. He's a G-man, dog. Yeah. So according to the story, Joe gives Alan three grand and to go to Tampa and kill that bitch Carol Baskin on a walking <laughs> path she frequents near her house. But yeah. they that's all... A, that's, that's about 3000 that's a yeah. bit. Uh... Al- Alan's like, you know what, three thousand? No, that's not. I, I mean, come on. I don't want to pay three thousand to go to Tampa and just kill Carol Baskin. But Alan, who's a coke addict, decides, you know what? I, I'm not going to do this. He has. He decides, I'm not going to go to Florida. I'm just going to go and party. And so, so he does. And, yeah. and of course, anybody who watched the last season of Dancing with the Stars knows that yeah, he, never ma- he never makes it to Florida. No, Car- yeah, that bitch Carol Baskin's very much alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Jeff runs into trouble in Vegas for a bit of domestic abuse. James brings him into the fold because, remember, James is a fed and saves Jeff from prison. In exchange for helping to take down Joe Exotic, yeah, and his crazy murder scheme, yeah. So the episode ends with Joe calling from jail, 
and he teases that he has proof that this entire story about the murder for hire is all a bunch of crap. And he claims that Jeff and Alan are partners in crime who just use and abuse people. Like poor old Joe. Okay. So, so, where does this all lead up to? Episode 7. Yeah, the final episode. Okay. Okay. We're, so, buckle up, people. That's right. So Joe's finances are in more trouble. His campaign to run for the governor of Oklahoma has failed. And so, uh, this is just, yep. he was trying to, he was, he was trying to take over a state to, <laughs> to drop the school day to four days a week. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. That's not good. And, uh, yeah, yeah that's, it, it, it's all crazy. It's all, it's all crazy ideas. Yeah. So strange things happen. Josh Joshua Dial, a former gun manager we talked about at the Walmart, who met Joe because he came in every day to buy ammo to kill off Kyle Baskins, is the most wisest character in this show. Meanwhile, back in Vegas, Jeff gets arrested for owning wild animals without a license and basically being a one-man militia. He's sentenced to 179 days parole and has an outstanding warrant for his arrest because he's back in Oklahoma. Yeah. So what does he decide to do? I don't know. What does he decide to do? He decides he's just going to... He's just going to move everything to another zoo. He just moves the entire zoo. But we'll get to the part where he moves the entire zoo later. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, okay, Joe's planning to liquidate all of his stuff, except one baby tiger, which he feeds to a chicken. What? I guess. Okay. Well, that's okay. So, uh, okay. Anyway, before Joe left, he offered, allegedly, Alan Glover $5,000 to fly to Tampa and kill that bitch, Carol Baskin. Apparently, with Jeff's input. He even suggested that Carol... We, we talked about the biking trail. We talked about the leopard print bike. We talked about all of this. And then Carol is basically putting silencing spells on anyone who utters the name Don Lewis. Oh, yeah. Don't even mention the name Don Lewis around. No, do not say Don Lewis. She will find you. Anywho, so Jeff admits to bringing up the biking trail to show Alan and Joe, and no one has any proof that Alan actually traveled to Florida because he was, well, drugs are bad kids. He was on the cocaina. And he was located at a strip club in South Carolina that may or may not belong to the drug lord from earlier, which we haven't heard from in a while. What's yeah. That? Okay, so Jeff, he wants to get Joe out of his way. So, okay. He decides, he suggests to James to reach out to the Baskins claiming information about Joe. But Carol's husband, Harold, though, ain't as daft as he looks. So he contacts the feds who show up at at James's con convenience store and told him to cooperate or they'd have that lemur's head. Right. So, okay, no one knows 
Now, it's Joe pro- promised 5000 yeah. Alan only claims 3000 And now Alan is also wearing a Tiger shirt. So Stop. Joe argues that he that Alan has 3000 on Jeff's orders, so he'd go away and leave the zoo. So, okay. Knowing their case against Joe was not that good. Okay, the feds brought in a foreman as a pretend hitman who would kill Carol for 10 grand. So in Congress... This is turning into a bidding war on Carol Baskin's head. Yeah, so Joe is telling this person to kill Carol Baskin, throw her in a swamp. Okay. So the FBI is informed that Joe killed five tigers because he couldn't afford to feed them and then buried their remains on the grounds of the zoo. And that's somebody who informed them was Jeff. And as we mentioned, he was moving the zoo. So he moves the zoo out of Oklahoma to a new location by the Texas border near a casino on a suggestion from James that they could be business partners. And then Jeff swiftly cuts James out of the dealings of the business. Whoa. Everybody's trying to juke everybody, it seems like. Everyone's trying to screw everybody. But oh my goodness. Jeff says, we're getting out of here. We're moving the zoo to Texas near a casino. Oh boy. Because what else? You want to gamble and then you want to be near Tigers. Yep. That's exactly how it works. And look at Jeff. He's wearing that sweet-ass Oakley hat. Oh my god. That's amazing. Okay. So... Added to Joe's murder for higher charge was animal cruelty and violation of the Endangered Species Act after the tiger remains were unearthed. So Joe's in trouble and he's been nailed by Jeff Lowe. So, okay, while Joe is off, Jeff decides to pool his resources with Tim Stark. This is the person who has a monkey on his back. The former associate that became the rival zoo owner drove a bunch of his own construction materials to help Jeff build his new zoo. But he found himself doing all the work while Jeff just decided to ride in his Hummer and solicit hot nannies. You ready? I'm ready for the nanny. Yes, we're getting a nanny. I need help. Mm-hmm. I said, you can get a nanny as long as I get to pick her. <laughs> if you're going to bring in one, why bring in one that's not enjoyable to look at? I mean, you're going to have to have this person living in your home. Well, some of these are bilingual or multilingual, and that'd be great for them to teach a baby that, too. So that'd be really good. Because Vegas. Anyway. Yeah. So... So yeah, so happened? Jeff and Tim's partnership did not last very long as Tim realized, uh, I'm being used, and he just left. Yeah, that's that, you know, you know what? He's perhaps the smartest person out of all of this. So Jeff told Joe if he showed up at the zoo, he'd be shot for trespassing. So Joe interprets this as a threat and flees Oklahoma as he doesn't seem to know that he's also fleeing the FBI. So meanwhile, back in South Carolina, back from being on top of that glorious elephant, Doc Antle is laughing at how dumb Joe is in the yep. FBI's case. So Joe is making like 
he and Dylan are in Belize and starts posting on social media that they're in Belize. Yeah. He doesn't know how Google Earth works, does he? Because he's actually in Florida. Yeah. And okay. now Carol is working with the feds to get Joe. Yeah. The FBI finally nabs Joe, who is now rounding up all of his former employees. Well, the government is rounding up all of his employees to testify against him. And everybody except John blip on him. You know, and to leave out all of the uh, details, you don't need to know all of the details. You, you, really, you really don't need to know all of the details. Joe they, gets convicted of 22 years in prison after a jury convened for four hours. Yep. But Joe is maintaining his innocence. As sadly, prison has taken his glorious moment away. Aw. Yeah. Yeah. But but hey, at least he still answers the phone. Joe Exotic. Now Joe in jail, because he has 22 years to think about what he's done, but he doesn't really think about what he's done. He does, however, think about an entire storage unit he has with incriminating information about everyone from Dylan to Doc Annell to Tim Stark to... That bitch, Carol Baskin. Oh, yeah. And also, according to Joe, Doc Antle, he euphemizes cubs once they age out of the pet and play stage. Oh, no. It's, oh, well, it's kind of expected. Oh. Yeah. So so at the end, we find out the feds, they raided Doc's compound. Jeff is still trying to build that zoo. But how long will he be able to be a free man? And Joe still believes that he was framed and wrongly convicted and has since filed a lawsuit against that bitch Carol Baskin. And it all started with a zoo. And it was all true. It was all true. It was all true. And also, before we... uh wrap up i also want to say big thanks to two sites that helped us out with the recaps nbcsports.com for some reason had recaps of the first three episodes more specifically nbc sports washington yeah and realityt.com had provided us with the recaps of episodes four through seven so big thanks to those websites for helping us out with the recaps because Lord knows we were not going to watch all seven episodes of Tiger King again. Well, I I would watch it, but I can't take notes because I'm going to end up as one of those strange guys with the cork board. I, and I took enough notes on Second Chance 1987. I'm not- you, took enough, you took enough notes on Xavier Renegade Angel, my friend. Yeah, I took detailed notes on the Xavier Renegade Angel. I was like, I took so much work. I'm like, no more. I can't. I can't do deep dives on this especially after Xavier Renegade Angel. But what else were you going to say, Chico? I was just going to mention the uh, eighth episode, which would be sort of the uh, wrap-up hosted by Joel McHale. That's right. Joel McHale hosted a reunion with the, the stars of Tiger King. And that was actually released a little bit after the series because, A... People can get enough of it. And B, I'm looking at all of the little Zoom windows. 
They were talking to uh, Jeff. Uh, Joel was talking to Jeff, Zap, Eric, and everybody else about the series, about their newfound fame, about Joe Exotic, about that bitch Carol Baskin. What else could you not talk about? Oh, yeah. What incredible series this was. What an incredible series indeed. If if yeah. 2020 on television is not remembered for anything besides this guy. Oh yeah. I'm wearing I'm wearing the uh I'm wearing the I'm wearing I'm not going to say baby. I'm wearing Grogu or yeah. the child. Yeah. And by the way, we're not I'm not he has not Chico at this time has not seen the last episode of season two of the Mandalorian but I will say the last 20 minutes of it is amazing it's it'll leave you crying it'll leave you crying oh oh it'll be it's like it's like the oh I don't want to spoil it Uh, don't don't, don't spoil it don't spoil it but yeah that's basically Tiger King in a nutshell mischief mayhem murder Guys with wild animals for some reason. Guys with coke for some reason. What can I say except it was a thing on TV. Oh, but we got one more thing, guys. Oh, boy. Guys, it's time to play non-eBay Price is Right! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> guys hold on a second and i specifically said non-ebay prices right so i got something to bring out so hold on. oh no okay well at this point you're gonna play the theme music or actually since it's not ebay prices right you'd play the uh prime time remix oh yeah the doug davidson theme no i was thinking oh no i was thinking about the ed kalehoff that they used in the true carry era So, so, so what do we have here, Greg? Okay, so what we have is okay. Now I gotta do the backstory on this. Okay, do the backstory. So, on so this. during during COVID, of course, Tiger King was the thing during the start of the COVID lockdown. Now, okay, Tiger King's popularity went into the sports world. Now we did not have, of course, obviously minor league baseball but some teams some teams did have did operate for the summer one particular team the sugarland skeeters of the independent atlantic league of professional baseball which now in 2021 is about to become the triple a affiliate of the houston astros by the way but they just they operated for the 2020 season and they had a makeshift league called the Constellation Energy League. So they had three teams playing against the Skeeters. One team was called Team Texas. One team was called the Sugarland Lightning Slops. But the third team, it was. And I have it right here. What is this? What oh is East, Eastern 
Reyes del Tigre. And Chico, can you describe yeah. the logo? Okay, okay. It is the Eastern Reyes del Tigre. It is a tiger head with a sweet mullet. With the Joe Exotic mullet. With the mullet. Joe Exotic mullet, yeah. Okay, so I got this shirt from the Sugarland Skeeters web store. So, okay, we're playing 90 eBay prices right. So the way this is going to work is this is going to be straight up dollars. No dollars and cents. Straight up dollars. So the question is, how much did Greg pay for that? How much did I pay for this shirt? Not including shipping. Shipping is not included. Just the price of this shirt. So I will go with Chico first for the, his thirty dollars. Mike, got to be thirty dollars. Okay, is that a sweatshirt? It's a t-shirt. Oh, oh, that that. Ooh, that thirty dollars is a good bid. Um. I'm going to go, oh, oh, well, if we both overbid, we get to rebid again. Yes. I'll, I'll go I'll go 32. Uh, you have both overbid. Okay. Damn it, I knew it. Okay. Okay, uh, so lower than $30. $25. Mike. Uh, $28. You have both overbid again. Oh. Oh God! Was this in the clearance rack? Or what? <laughs> uh, I, I it's like my my it's like my uh, Las Vegas fifty one jersey, like a uh, ringer jersey, was like thirty bucks. I mean, come on. Uh, okay, did, did uh, it at least have Jacob Degrom on it? No, it did not. Oh, uh, I I didn't have any money back then. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll try eighteen dollars. Mike twenty. Okay, you ready? The price on the Eastern Race Del Tigre t-shirt. $24. Mike wins. Yay. Now, really, I would have expected it to be like $30, $32, $35. I know. I mean, because A, you're buying directly from the team. And B, well, that's how much uh, long sleeve riggers usually go. And also, see, that is so freaking cool. It is yeah. incredibly is cool. Amazing. For a one-year team, I mean, that was that was just... Also, the team was actually managed by former Yankees pitching coach Dave Island. Oh, yeah. yeah and, for, and former Met, right? I think he was... I think he was a former Mets pitching coach, too. Let me look. No, no, I think he was a former Met pitcher. Wasn't Dave Island a former Met? I'm looking at his Wikipedia page, right? No, no, no. As a player, um, he was he wasn't a for, former Met coach, not a former player, though. Gotcha. He was a, he was the uh, Mets pitching coach under um, Callaway. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, I knew he was pitching coach with uh, the Mets recently because I remember hearing his name. because um, yeah. obviously Mickey Callaway was your pitching coach. Yes. <laughs> Well, yeah, Indians pitching coach, yes. Yes. The soon-to-be renamed Cleveland baseball team. Yeah, whatever they're going to do with that. Yeah, still hoping for Cleveland Spiders, by the way. Uh, a lot of people are. Let's get away from that. Uh, yeah. Especially yeah. since uh, you, didn't, you didn't hear my voice that often. Um, well, I, I was on the, I was taking care of some business, and I actually had an idea for how to uh, redeem myself since I didn't um, contribute all that much. 
Oh, what is it? Uh, what's that? Oh, it's an actual eBay Price is Right. Uh, let's okay. Play the real o- music. Old school theme. Yeah, we get the new and we get the old. So what is up for bids? Now, you guys, I'm sure, covered his um, his political aspirations. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what this is, is you're going to laugh when I say this. This is a very weird campaign souvenir. It, it, it's not a button or a pin. I kid you not. It's a Joe Exotic campaign condom. Yeah, that's actually featured in the show. (laughs) Okay, so here's uh, what I've done. I have found the one that sold for the most money on eBay. And this, by the way, RIP Mike's mentions. Oh, for frig's sake. well, at least I didn't type in. Now, I didn't type in the word condom. I, uh, I, 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 yeah. At least I, uh, I just searched for uh, for campaign stuff. Uh, at least I didn't put in sex swing in eBay. No. So, so, R.I.P. Your search history. But anyhow, this sold on. Uh, it's the most expensive one on eBay. Yes, there is more than one that has sold on eBay in the last few months. It sold on November twenty third. And I want to know how much it sold for, again, without shipping being included. Dollars and cents. And uh, I'll pick Greg first uh, because Chico's consolation is he gets a bid second since he missed the last one. Okay. Eh. I'm going so remember, to... this is the most expensive. The most expensive. I can't, I, I can't believe I'm saying these words in one strand. Okay. No exotic campaign condom. Okay, I'm going to. All right. $100. All right, Chico. Sixty nine, sixty nine. The sale price uh, of this is below sixty nine, sixty nine. So we're gonna get rid of the bids, and please go under sixty nine dollars and sixty nine cents, Greg. Fifty dollars, Chico. Um, thirty seven, sixty nine. Okay, the actual retail price, uh, or the actual selling price of this Joe Exotic campaign condom is. for a Joe Exotic condom. Boy, who really got fucked over in that one? Uh, Okay, I do not, sadly, I do not have an eBay prices right to bring to the party, but it'll probably change when we uh, talk about what we're talking about next week. But in the meantime, you can go over to our website. It was a thing on TV.com. Find out more about the show, more about us, all of our past episodes, all of our past live shows, all of our past mini-sodes, and of course, uh, links to our good friends at Place to Be Nation, where we do the weekly we we do the weekly drops. Oh yeah, and, and if you've been listening to the weekly jobs in between episodes, I'm also including classic commercials in between the breaks. Nice. I mean, so, I, yeah, I, that's that, that's Greg's little gift there. Yes. Yes, and also I've I've I found some good stuff in this uh, latest drop that's coming up. It's the uh, Ernie Anderson slash what was this? I've 
I've already forgotten what Davis the, rules. Davis rules. Yeah, I forgot about Davis rules. And I forgot that Mark Mothersbaugh, who did the music for Davis Rules, also did the music for this installment in Tiger King for Netflix. And also, fun fact, an executive producer for this show was Fisher Stevens. Yes, that's right, the dude from Short Circuit. Oh, her pants are blazing for you, Newton Crosby. Will you grow up? So, next week's episodes, we've got one really big one and one kind of sort of interesting one yeah yeah uh the the, kind of sort of interesting one is i don't know how to explain it except he was a thing back in the 90s and sort of gave birth 80s 80s and 90s or early 80s 80s and 90s and he sort of gave birth to the loudmouth on television genre and of course, no, you don't know, give away too much, Chico. Well, it could be any loudmouth on television. Yeah, true. And the second episode, let's just say there was a lot of things that happened on TV this year. We gonna talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it'll be our first annual uh, year in review show. Yeah, so we'll we'll say that much. The second episode, which will drop on the thirty first, is our twenty twenty year in review. And gosh, do we have a lot that we need to talk about? Not even talking about what COVID's done to television. That was actually not even the intention when that went on the schedule early this year. It was, okay, let's focus on the really bad shows we've seen this year, the really weird shows we've seen this year. We didn't even have COVID on our radar. Lo and behold, COVID's on everybody's radar now. But in the meantime, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, don't forget to ring my bell for for updates on new content. And that'll do it for us. We will see you next week with two more editions of It Was a Thing on TV. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody. Wow! Oh my God. I am never going to financially recover from this.